0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to The Real Deal with Jason Silverman. I'm your host, Jason Silverman, and I'm thrilled to share some time with you today. It's a fabulous day here in sunny and, shall I say, frigid New Jersey today. It looks like we're back in the uh, the grips of another mini Ice Age. Burr. I hope wherever you are, you're warm, you're comfortable, and you're ready to rock and roll because i got a great, great episode for you today. What an amazing start to the year so far, though, right? Um, I don't know about you, but... I was lucky to have one of my business partners come in where we spent a good solid week really outlining what our entire year is going to look like, what we need to do to accomplish it, the steps we need to take, and I'm happy to say we're really already marching down that path nicely. So I hope you've also done your homework and are also making great strides on getting to be exactly where you want to be. Now, today, as always, I get the opportunity to share some time with somebody who I feel is really, really smart and has a phenomenal story that every single one of us can take something away from. He's totally the real deal, and I'm sure you're going to agree with us once we get this conversation going that your time today has been super well invested. Now for the folks who I work with in any of my coaching programs, my mastermind groups, or through Powerful Words Character Development, All-Star Cheer Sites, or Dance Sites Done Right, You know how much I focus on accepting responsibility for our own successes, right? Well, my hope is that after listening to our next guest, you're ready to do just that while you make yourself as successful as you want to be, and really as you deserve to be. So today it's going to be my honor and privilege to share an amazing resource with you. You're going to love today's guest. He's got a ton of valuable information and a story that'll rock your world. Today's show is going to be ultra eye-opening. Now, as I'm sure you already know, I'm committed to helping business owners to become more successful, enjoy your career more, and in general, make your life significantly more fun because, you know, we only go around once. All right, boys and girls, it is now that time. I want you to stop surfing Facebook, put away your your phone, your tablet, get rid of Twitter if you've got a cat or a dog that's climbing on you or super loud kids. Now's the time to huddle into your office and really, really, really focus. Uh, I don't want anything to distract you from today's show. We're about to share some fantastic and immediately implementable information and I don't want you to miss a second of it. So before we officially get going, <clears throat> let me share a little bit of the background about our guest today. All right, Jay Massey is an active real estate, investipreneur, author, speaker, community leader, devoted father and husband. He mentors real estate investors at all levels to achieve tangible results that create cash flow across housing and business sectors. He provides expert guidance in wealth creation systems using retirement plans and real estates to retirees that have saving to, and those saving toward a comfortable retirement. He successfully executed more than 200 real estate transactions in excess of 14 million dollars across eight states and get this in just six years. He's an international investor with a growing network of other like-minded investors involved currently in a vacation resort and village project, perhaps one I can visit, uh, master problem solver who works with individuals and city officials to provide safe and affordable housing, commercial property investor and business investor with an eye in mind to creative acquisition strategies. Jay Massey's is a true rags to riches story, folks. In just six years, he went from the struggle many people experience as he worked hard to provide for his family in Southern California to amassing an impressive portfolio that includes over 300 units of residential and commercial properties, as well as private notes and mortgages. Through a series of life-altering events, including the serious illness of his then-pregnant wife, an accidental theft that left Jay with a punctured lung that excluded him from being able to work, and even losing and squatting in their foreclosed family home, Jay learned quickly that he had to change his mindset if he wanted to survive and thrive. He immediately took action, immersing himself into intensive real estate investor training. He hasn't looked back and has built a booming investment business using very little of his own cash or credit. As a part of the legacy Jay wants to leave to his children, he began creating a training series that is now available to others so that they can learn to do what he continues to do as an investor. This ultimately led to a book project with a release date expected in 2014, which I can't wait to read, and a growing number of educational opportunities for those interested in all areas of real estate investing across age and all other demographics. Jay currently functions as a landlord, a private lender, a real estate investing consultant, an investment manager, a speaker, an author, a mentor, and a community advocate. This is one busy guy, so we are lucky Lucky, lucky, lucky to have captured his ear and his mouth for a couple quick minutes. Jay, welcome to The Real Deal. I'm so thrilled to have you here.
1: Excellent, Jason. Thank you. Uh, that was a lot of stuff there. I was <laughs> listening to it going, wow. Okay. Yeah, I guess I am busy. Uh, but I'm never too busy uh, to you know, help individuals get to the correct mindset that's necessary because all of that, as T. Harvecker would say, those are just the fruits. It starts with the roots, and, and a lot of that stuff has to do with what's going on inside your head.
0: I love it. I love it. I love it. So I want to dive in because there's so much I want to ask you. You've got such an amazing story. You know, your path to wealth has been so interesting. You know, I understand you actually lost your family home. Your wife was ill. You had a punctured lung. And on top of that, you have very, very bad asthma. So the lung thing right. could have been a total death sentence, right? Well, uh, yeah.
1: I mean, well, and I just But there's a couple of things to, to underscore here. It's, just on that one point alone, there's a condition out there that many people don't know about. It's called hyperemesis. But it just simply means that my wife, when pregnant, she cannot eat or drink. That's oh, wow. Serious. Uh, yes, I have asthma, but what she's got is so much worse. And then when I punctured my lung, I developed pleurisy. I literally had a hole in my lung. I could not walk and talk simultaneously without fainting. We were definitely a pair. You know, at at that time, it was it, it was an interesting time. But you know, you you make commitments to people. You know, uh, you you talk about uh, your words. You know, bringing character and, and integrity. And when you say for better or for worse, you know, that was one of those moments where we got to prove that we really mean that. Wow. Well, I gotta ask, how, how on earth did you get from that place
0: to where you currently are? <laughs> you know, because 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 the gap there
1: is is pretty darn wide. It, 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 well, it's narrower than what some people think. Now, it takes uh, what um, what Chet Holmes would call piggy-headed discipline and, and focus to do it uh, because it, we know what we need to do, I think. I think most people, many of us, know what we need to do, and we're looking for an excuse to go out there and get it done. My excuse came in the form of lots of pain, and uh, oftentimes that's what we wait for. We wait for that pain before we actually go out there to take action. So, when, But however, when we receive enough pain, we actually finally go and start trying to live closer to our creative intent and seeking out the resources that are going to be necessary for us to become this new person. And that was probably the first thing I had to learn. The first thing to learn for most of us is that who we want to be and what we want to enjoy is outside of our grasp and the version of the person that we are. Many people ask me, Jay, can I... Can I? They come up to me, especially after a speaking engagement or whatever. They're like, can I do what you did? And I have to tell them, no, you can't. You have to become a new person first. Then you can do what I've done. And I had to do the same thing. I had to take an honest, sober assessment of everything I've done in the past. And I mean everything. I know some people listening, you you may have 12 degrees and 15 letters after your name, but you've got to ask yourself. Everything that you've done in the past has created the result in the reality that you're currently living. And if you're not satisfied with that, it's probably because you still haven't gotten to the place and learned the things that you need to learn to be able to create the reality that you're looking for. And that was a hard pill for me to swallow. I bet. I bet. I bet. So talk, talk to me a little bit more about
0: that. Cause you know, to, to become that different person, You know, obviously that took a a whole bunch of action steps. And I guarantee that somebody listening right now um, realizes that you're speaking directly to them. So (laughs) this may be the most important thing they ever hear. Mm -hmm. So what kind of steps did you take and perhaps that they could take as well?
1: Got it. Um, I've heard it said that you're the same today, except for two things, the books you read and the people you meet. And I've been on this steady diet of consuming a minimum of two books a month. For quite some time, I've lost track of how long. It's really been a long time, and I, and that, and I say a minimum of two books because there have been some months where, like this month, will probably be one of those months where I'll get to you know, three, four, or five of them, and you know that that begins to influence us. W- what we typically need is we need an infusion of other people's ideas and how you can get access to them, because the the truth of the matter is environment trumps will. I don't care how much willpower you think you have you may think you have the willpower to lose those 200 pounds or 50 pounds or 10 pounds or those last five pounds uh but your environment will trump your will every day and and if you don't surround yourself in the right environment that you know you got a challenge so you can do that especially today because you've got great podcasts like yours and others uh we've got access to you know positive information uh, on the internet if you choose to seek it out you can go and get books. You can go to the seminar. Uh, you can go begin journaling. That helps me as a process I still do to this day. Um, you know, there are many, many, many ways of being able to change that environment, but the most important thing is to be aware that your environment has this level of influence on you and you, you can begin to adopt new thinking patterns from others who are, they don't have to be deck of millionaires for you to listen to them they just got to be better than you are at the moment <laughs> and and you go from there and that's what it that's where it starts but then the where I find most people fall apart is in their character and being consistent and integrous with that you know there I'm sure there are many things that people have heard from all of your guests on the podcast they go ooh I should do that I should do that I should do that and then they feel good and then the law of diminishing intent comes into play and, you know, they they turn off the podcast and 45 minutes later, they still haven't taken any action towards it. And what ends up happening is, you know, a year goes by and they're like, man, I said I was going to do this and nothing happened. And we have to learn to move at what I call moving at the speed of instruction. And we, we failed to do that uh, too many times and that's been the path I was on. I just said, I'm going to move at the speed of instruction. And, you know, so I discounted everything I thought I knew and focused on whatever my mentor said to do without question, and ta-da! <laughs> <laughs> you know, it,
0: it's it's so interesting you, you say that. First of all, the, the speed of instruction is brilliant, and I'm gonna, I, I want to dig a, a little bit deeper on that in a second. Um, but it's so interesting to me that so many folks I know, and I've seen it, and I'm sure I, I've, I've certainly done this in, in the past as well, that you feel good while you're hearing it. Um, mm-hmm. and you know exactly what you're supposed to do
1: mm-hmm.
0: and then you just don't follow through with it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, mean, I know the first 20 episodes of, I've, I've had a great, I've been blessed in, in being able to speak to some brilliant people like yourselves that really have great things to share. That alone, if we follow those instructions and follow those, you know, the, the clues left by other people. Um, everybody should already be at their goal, but they're not,
1: (laughs) right, right, right. right. So
0: talk to me a little bit about moving at the speed of instruction because I get it. And that one went straight into, uh, into my journal for tonight. Um, but what, what exactly does that mean? And, and how, how should somebody, how can somebody really dedicate themselves to moving at the speed of instruction?
1: Uh, totally understood. And moving to move at the speed of instruction takes an immense amount of faith. Period. And it because and in, in, and I kind of adopt the idea from the military. I grew up in a military family, uh, Army. For those that are you know uh, out there, and we are w- when you're in a military family, your your father may have the idea that hey, what I say is what you're supposed to do without question immediately. You know, jump how high, um, and to some degree, they're, they're going to be abusive. I'm not saying they couldn't be, but what, that's where the faith comes in. you got to have faith that whom you're listening to has the character, integrity, and ability to help you get to where you want to go so that you can trust them to move at the speed of instruction. What I find, and what I mean by that is, we often try to leave room for our better idea. We go, hey... I know they said, you know, simple, you know, in my, in my field, we could, I could tell people simple things on how to prospect for new business. Uh, one of my favorite questions to ask people is, Hey, have you ever considered getting involved in real estate investing? And people ask me, how do you find deals? I was like, well, I asked them that same question I just told you. And you're like, no, it's got to be more complicated than that. No, it's that simple. And we get into this argument over how they think they have a better idea. And I'm like, no, just just do what I said and do that fifty times this week, and you you're, you're going to be amazed at the results. It's simple. Move at the speed of instruction. Don't question it. Just go. Uh, you know, many of our mentors uh, they have no reason to tell us what doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> you can find that out on your own. That's why you're talking to them. And so I just said, you know what? I'm just going to move at the speed of instruction because going by my ideas got me in this place and it's agreed. I don't like this place. And that was the one thing that I, I tell people is like, you know, God gave me the ability, the, the fortune, the gift, if you will, that I couldn't hide. I, I was in such a place when we're squatting in bank owned property, trying to figure out where we're gonna live, what we're gonna do, what we're gonna eat. Uh, my wife in the hospital so much was going on that I couldn't hide. I could never say somebody, you know, you know how sometimes when we are passing by and we say, Hey, how you doing? We go, Good. It's like a reflex. I couldn't even reflexively say good because it was like there was no way that was the case that I was doing good. And so I just said, you know what? I'm going to move at the speed of instruction. I I don't care what they say to do. I'm going to go do it. And then the second thing is uh, when it comes to moving at the speed of instruction is that you must understand because we try to understand the entire process before we take the first step. And I liken this to, um, <laughs> and here's an example I use to help people understand it, you know, uh, and for your fathers out there, I, I'm sorry, but it's going to be, it's a very good example. Okay. So just follow with me. Pretend for a second that you have a 15, keywords words here, 15 year old daughter. Now in most states, even 15 isn't legal to be married. So that's why I didn't say 16, I said 15. Okay. But today she comes to you and say, Hey dad, I got to have my wedding dress right now. She's all stressed out. You're looking at her like, what on earth is going on? And why do you need a wedding dress? But today she's all stressed out about it. And she wants to know, And you're, in your head, you're going, what? Why, why do you need your wedding dress? Because there are a whole bunch of things that come in front of that before you actually need the, the wedding dress. And truth be told, you don't really need the wedding dress till like 30 seconds before the door, chapel's door opens and you're walking down the aisle. And we got a long way to go before we get there. And you're worried about the wedding dress when what you need to do is take the first step. And how about you find a guy that I at least approve of and go on a date? You know? <laughs> so it, it's, it's all of those types of things. You know, we get so knotted up because that in my, in my world, it, here's how it manifests itself. I tell people, look, the majority of everything that I've done has been none of my own money or credit. you got to understand, I, started, I couldn't put $75 together, and I started with a credit score of 398. Now, most people listening, I probably just made them feel better because they have a credit score higher than 398. <laughs> and what it comes down to is you, we, we get so long, we get so focused on what we don't have, we don't realize what we do have, and we don't go out there and take those next steps and, and move forward. So we've got to, you know, let ourselves go from what we think the process should be and just let the process unfold. Take the first step. And when you get there, then you'll see further.
0: Wow. Well, and I would assume living in in a military family, you know, the theory of just do what you need to do right now. Don't worry. You you don't need to see the whole staircase, right? Correct. Exactly. Take take that first step, and I I, I remember, you know, through the martial arts, I've had many, 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 many hours of working with military and police, and and the mantra is always: if you think about the whole cumulative process, you're going to quit immediately. (laughs) All you got to do is survive this, exactly, and then you have to survive the next piece. But don't think about that because you don't have to worry. But I like that. you know. Just focus on that first step.
1: And that's all that matters. I mean, the next step is truly irrelevant until you've mastered the first one. Because you're, I get so knotted up over this because it prevents people from stepping into the, the possibilities that exist for them. Uh, the, I mean, another way of looking at it is, imagine what would happen if we all collectively said, I am never going to go to the grocery store. Until all the traffic lights are green all between my house and the grocery store. <laughs> we start. starve. That's, but we go as far as we can see. And when we get there, we see, fur, we see further. And we're able to course correct as we go. Because occasionally they're doing construction. And they're like, why are you doing construction right now? And you have to go this way instead. But we still get to the grocery store. And we get back home. But we won't take that same philosophy. Something we practice every day in terms of driving. We won't take that into the other things we consider to be greater, and yeah, I know you've got to deal with it because they walk and they walk up to you saying, "Hey, teach me how to do the double flip back kick right now," and you're like, uh, "Here, pick up this box," <laughs> 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 you know, and they're, they're like uh, disillusioned, like you are not the grand wizard you said you were. <laughs> well, you know, the, prog- yeah.
0: the progression, the progression is the always the most important thing um, I've always found, and, and we always found that, you know, you gotta, you gotta crawl before you walk. Um, now crawling to walking might only take an hour. Exactly. But but you do need to crawl first. Yes. Um, and that's, th- this is, this is so spot on. So I want to, I want to keep digging, um, cause I feel like I could talk to you absolutely for hours, if not weeks, um, yeah. just on, <laughs> just on the, uh, on that theory. But, Talk to me about this. You know, I know you need excellent sales skills uh, as a real estate investor and as an entrepreneur. Um, were you always in sales or you know, how did you develop those skills? And, and this is a loaded question. Know that, Jay, because many of my clients and many of my listeners are super passionate about what they do, whether it's martial arts or dance or cheer or gymnastics or swim. The worst thing they ever want to be is a salesperson. Got it. So I... what's your thought on that?
1: Oh, this, okay. How much time do we have? Uh, (laughs) We're good till next Thursday. (laughs) Yeah, well, here's here's what I'm going to say. I share your pain. I understand. And even though it may be challenging for you to accept the next words that I'm about to say, accept them anyway, I am naturally an introvert. Okay. Hmm. I don't really enjoy parties and meeting people and all the things that you would think stereotypically a quote unquote salesperson would like to do. And, and, and it has to do with our psychology. First of all, when you say the word sales, most people think of a plaid jacket and and, and not matching pants and someone who's sleazy, who's lies, and et cetera. Uh, additionally, grandma or mom, uh, when we were brought up, said, hey, don't talk to strangers. And as soon as we enter into being an entrepreneur, the first thing you got to do is talk to strangers. Otherwise, you don't have a customer. So we're, we're dealing with all of these negative neuro associations to one word. And we're like, oh, I don't want to be any of those things, which is normal. No one wants to be a liar or God forbid, should they still be wearing plaid jackets? Uh, No (laughs) one wants to do those things. And that makes sense. And the thing is, is that we're, we're, we're still acting in integrity. The challenge is we have to reframe what we see and believe a salesperson is and or does. And it's the most necessary skill period. Whether you're an entrepreneur or not, It is the most necessary skill for life, in my opinion. You must learn how to sell. However, it all changed for me when I learned uh, that sales equals service. I can't help you unless I sell you something. And if I don't sell you something, if there isn't an exchange of value, that is called abuse. Mm -hmm. Meaning... If I give you my service, but you give me nothing in return, you have therefore abused me. I can't have that. We must be in balance. It's like it's value for value. I'm going to give you something of value. You're going to give me something of value. And nothing is more value than my passion or something I am passionate about because that is something that I can transfer to you in such a way that you'll get it.
0: Okay, so, I, I have to interrupt you for one second. Uh, for anybody, anybody in the after-school activity world, um, I want you to hit pause, rewind, and listen to that last paragraph, I don't know, six, seven hundred times. Because that was pure gospel. It, it, it really was. Um, and the fact that you're talking about being able to transfer your passion is possibly the best... I don't want to say definition, but the best explanation of really why sales is important. So thank yeah. you. So keep going. I'm sorry if if I didn't punctuate that. I I would I would feel sorry about it.
1: Yeah, no, I and I hear you. But and when, and until I made that switch and understood that that's what we do. I mean, I happen to do real estate. I could sell whatever I sell, but I like providing clean, safe, affordable housing to people. I like knowing that when i provide that housing i create jobs i like knowing that when my investors contribute capital that they get a stable retirement check uh, i like knowing that when that happens we can affect a zip code and change a neighborhood that that makes me feel good um i, I like knowing all of those things i like doing and participating in all of those things that's that becomes part of my my passion is that we help people and provide what they need when they need it everybody participates in real estate because you need a place to live work play or lay everybody participates in it and i get to be a small part of that typically behind the scenes and in creating the environment that makes it easy for people and for example if i did industrial complexes you know some people could have the cheer and dance competitions right uh right there but i would customize that to fit their needs and that's what it is it's about serving them and, and in exchange for me serving you well, you give me something I consider to be of value. We just happen to call it money. If I wanted sheep, that's what I would say. Hey, give me 50 sheep instead. But we call it money, and that's what it is. So it's value for value. You provide entertainment to the, to the people when they come and watch you be expert at what you do, and they pay a gate fee and concessions and all this other stuff. It's value for value all the way through the entire circle. I mean, it's like if you went to a restaurant and didn't pay, you would feel weird. Right, Because Absolutely. you you got fed. That's what they were supposed to do. They were supposed to feed you, and you would exchange value for value. So just because it's a value that you or I may discount, because this is the challenge, uh, we often discount what we know and say everybody knows that, therefore it's not valuable. That's just so not true. Because no, no we, we all haven't had the same experiences or been exposed to the same things, and we haven't assimilated this information in such a way that it's usable. Sometimes that's the value. You could just you could take other people's information, assimilate it properly, so that uh, now it's packaged in a way, and that's the only value you create. But because you create that value, millions of people get served. And if you get a dollar for every person, great.
0: You know th- this. It, it really what, what you're saying should be speaking to so many folks. Um, very, you know, very similar to uh, providing housing for folks who can't afford it. Or for high-end housing, um, I feel like many of our clients feel, and our listeners feel that, you know. But I'm working with kids, and you know, just because mom and dad can't afford it, I don't. I, I feel like I should teach them anyway, and and, and still be struggling. So no. that's. I, I you really you really wrapped it up so nicely in that it is value for value, and it does create a weirdness, even if you do provide it for the wrong, for for low or, or no money.
1: Exactly. It, it it does. It creates a weirdness. And I wish I could take credit for the concept. But remember, like I said, you're the same today, except for the people you meet in the books you read. And Anne Rand wrote a book where I learned about the concept of value for value, Atlas Shrugged. Right. Absolutely. So in through that process, I'm like, yeah, that's exactly right. Value for value. Outside of that, you know, it's abuse and you, you don't you're not entitled to my best thoughts. You you're at. And that. So this is what I would say to you. to to those of you that are out there teaching and instructing kids especially they're not entitled to your best thoughts your best self if they're not willing to exchange it for something of value that that's just not fair it's not right uh they should value what they're receiving at the same time they should have to give up something part of the thing that makes something valuable is what you gave up to get it part of the reason you know that jason is who he is is because of what he's given up to get it because he's creating value by having this podcast come to you very simply, very easily over time. I mean, if you're listening to this on an iPhone or iPad or a computer, somebody had to create that value, and, you, and therefore, which makes Jason's uh, distribution system that much easier. Did, hopefully you hear this. This is the, the whole – Everything's in, is in balance when there's value for value. When you have an imba- – now, understand, that doesn't mean it's equal. That doesn't mean that it costs Jason as much as you know it does to deliver it, as it does for you know your, the service that he provides, that that doesn't mean that it doesn't mean actual equal dollar for dollar, but it does mean that you consider it to be of equal value, and so long as you take that and use it, that that's the whole thing, and that's all I'm about. I just happen to do real estate. If spoons provided the benefits that I wanted, that's what I, you would know me as a spoon guy. But I'm not a spoon guy. Uh, I'm a real estate guy. And that's what I spend a lot of time educating and helping people in in when they're trying to learn how to get involved in real estate investing. I spend way more time talking about their mindset than we ever talk about the actual um, technique of how to transact business uh, because that's the easy part. I can do that in 45 minutes flat, done. But getting you to write the offer on a two million dollar property or a hundred thousand dollar property or a fifty thousand dollar property for the first time. Yeah, that's a whole different ball game, you know, in and of itself because we got to see ourselves in that position, you know, owning those assets and controlling those things. I mean, I, and I promise you, I don't want to sit here and say that, you know, six years ago I thought <laughs> that I would be on a podcast talking to you guys like this about this stuff. I did not. I was trying to feed my family. I just wanted to eat. That was my goal. That's and, a very good goal though, and a very important <laughs> one. <laughs> I've gotten used to it, and I, my kids like it too. You know? That was really all I was doing, and then I went as far as I could see, and when I got there I was like, hey, I'm capable of more. Let's keep going. And that's it. Wow.
0: Tell me this, you know, clearly, just from sharing some time with you today, it's obviously, you don't have the 9 to 5 mindset. Thank heavens! Um, <laughs> clearly, you could never be happy there. I, I, the thought of actually seeing you in a gray cubicle, um, is is almost laughable at best. Um, but you know, obviously, you put your time in as a salesperson, as a financial advisor, right? So, right. you know, your life is different now. Um, I, I've got to believe that people right now are saying, you know, how do you move away from just struggling um, to to getting to where you're at, you know? You know, do you have like a top one or two suggestions for them, you know, to help move them in that financial freedom direction?
1: Yeah, certainly. Start where you are. That's number one. That was in Chris Gardner's book. The guy who did um the, the movie Um The Pursuit of Happiness is based upon his life. And his life and my life are very, very similar. <laughs> it's very funny to me. But inside his book, you there were it, it, you gotta start where you are and you gotta realize that Calvary ain't coming. So um when I say start where you are, that means start with what you have. Many times we want to put other obstacles in place and say, you know what? Um, this is very, very important right here. Sometimes they'll say, well, I'll start this after, you know, the kids go to school. I'll start this after, you know, all my ducks are in a row. I'll start this after my, um, you know, I get the new job or I get the promotion. I'll start this after we delay our creative intent for all kinds of really silly reasons. Uh, that seem logical that seem wise and that's usually the word that we say well I wanted I want to be wise I want to do it uh, the, the the right way and every entrepreneur that I run into has never done it the right way none of them that I'm aware of many of them they don't write a 50 page business plan and go hey this is how we're going to take down each subsection of every sub market across the US they just start <laughs> and that's all I want you to do is start and, and and you have two. So far, you, you've been given one direction and a chance to move at the speed of instruction. If you are listening to my voice at this point in the episode, but you did not do what Jason said in terms of listening to the other thing that he said, listen to many, many, many times before you got to this point, you failed to move at the speed of instruction. But that's what I'm talking about. Learn to do that and adopt that mindset. It will do you more good than harm. And the harm that does happen, you can recover from. Trust me, I know. Because uh, it's happened, you know it hasn't always gone well. The second thing uh, is, is like I said, <laughs> if after you're starting where you are, you got to realize the cavalry ain't coming. Oftentimes we'll say it'll get better. Well, based on what? What are you basing that it'll get better on? You know, uh, it'll be better when I retire. Really? Have you looked at your four hundred and one k? Do you really understand what social insecurity is all about? I mean, what are you what are you basing it's going to be better on? Are you getting better? Are you reading a book? Are you doing anything? Is there any tangible evidence in the last 24 hours that would lead me or any outsider to believe that it's going to get better? And if that answer is no, then you've got an issue that we've got to address. And now you're aware of it. That could be the challenge. If they made it this far in this episode, (laughs) (laughs) if they're still listening, they're ready to deal with their challenge because they, you know, and and that's what it comes down to. Sometimes it, it takes being shocked out of, you know, complacency. And I, and I've been telling my friends recently that I was like, most of us, we live by default and not by design and, and, and stop that. So start where you are right now with what you have, what you have is more than enough. Nobody has a money problem. Everybody has an idea problem and you have all that you need right now to begin creating the results that you are looking for. And then definitely, like I said, um, you, you just want to <laughs> realize that Calvary isn't coming. And if that wasn't enough, go get a free book. Here's a free resource, absolutely free, because the book's so darn old, it's you can get it for free. The Science of Getting Rich by Wallace D. Waddles, Completely free. Go get that. And start there. You know, start somewhere. But start. I love that. And that's,
0: I, I had two coaching calls yesterday with clients who said, you know, I'm going to do, I'm going to execute X, Y, Z after, and then whatever they said, after whatever they said afterward after, like my mind just tunes out. Um, and it's, it's so interesting because again, very smart people, very passionate. And you know, my, my answer to both of them was, why wait? Well, you know, we haven't drawn up this or that. I'm like, yeah, you're never gonna, by the time you actually spend the time Drawing that up, you'll have moved on to another idea, or found another reason why not to do this. So why not do it today? Today, today. So I love the fact that you got to get started, and and the cavalry ain't coming. I think I think I may actually have to have that put onto a uh, a plaque and put on my wall.
1: <laughs> may
0: may be <laughs> one of my favorite my favorite statements because it's again it's about you and you know not for nothing if the cavalry did come that wouldn't be your win anyway
1: no it was and that's what i had to it was so hard so when all this was going down with me and my wife and this is my frustration part of many of my frustrations right um is that while it was going on the idea of a short sale and and losing your home was new no one this wasn't normal conversation so and by the time it became normal conversation you know Obama was handing out checks to people and I didn't get one and I'm like the Calvary ain't coming and I'm like this ain't cool and I had to figure out something to do something to do on my own and yes you're right you know the Calvary does come in my opinion it only delays your growth the fact that the Calvary didn't come I count it as a blessing the fact that I was in the situation that I was in I count it as a blessing the fact that I had the wife that I do I count as a blessing there are so many things that have happened that I can only count as blessings because it's like, wow, I-, I wouldn't know that these things were inside of me. I am naturally introverted and not. Uh, uh, I didn't want to talk to people. <laughs> I don't know how to stress this. It's like all of these things that you 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 may be deceived into thinking today I've always been aren't true. That just I wasn't. I'm not naturally that way. I'm that guy that if you take me to the party, I promise you, I'm going to find the darkest corner, some chips. Some something to drink and I'm gonna sit in the corner that's what I'm gonna do on my own unless you come over and talk to me they don't talk to you but I'm not gonna seek you out that's not my natural thing I don't do that and you know you have to learn how to adapt your business to your personality etc and that's one of the joys of you know having great shows like this and having the access to technology and that's I mean, it's never been more easy for the entrepreneur to get his or her message out there, their product out there, than it is right now. And that, which is also the other challenge, it's never been more easy. So, therefore, there's a lot of stuff out there, and you've got to really deliver something of value, and and it's got to be true, and it's got to be authentic, and to some degree transparent, so that people can see that you're a real person. And that's my goal: is to let people re- remind people, I'm a real person. You may hear, yeah, 300 plus units, international, this and and all those other things, but I promise you, my wife still says, "Hey, honey, can you take out the trash?" <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's awesome. It, it truly is. And you know, this actually reminds me. I'm I'm, I'm in the middle of re rereading uh, the Slight Edge. And oh, Jeff Olson. Yes. Yeah, and it's 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 one of my all time favorite books for a lot of reasons. And I think my favorite line out of the whole thing occurs somewhere, like in the first chapter, where he says, "You know, it's." Yeah, you know, the slight edge is about, you know, the little things, because they're easy to do, they're also easy not to do. Right. And you really, you really hammered that home. So, again, I, I don't believe success is made up of all these secrets or special doodads. It's it's yeah. just doing the right thing, you know, for long enough for the right thing to happen.
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, and, and it's accumulation of, and, that, and that's it's accumulation of all those little things that Jeff Olson talks about. I mean... Today, you're listening to my voice. Tomorrow, if you do if you do just start moving at the speed of instruction, by the time you're done with this episode, you will have picked up a book and started reading it. Though well, tomorrow, you're, you're not going to look completely different to your friends, but you've at least made one little step. You keep that process up, and by this time next year, you'll be like, your friends will begin to notice. They may just now begin to notice, hey, what's going on? What are you doing? You look a little different. You look a little happier. You're like, what's going on? And, you know, those things take time to be noticed. The people who knew me before, you know, real estate and all that stuff are, they're, they, they, (laughs) they just look at me like, wow, you're different. I'm like, you think. (laughs) think." (laughs) So, and, and it's okay though. It's okay. It's, it's okay to step into whom you were created to be in the first place. Uh, I think oftentimes we're, we're, you know, challenged by the unknown and we, we're, we don't want to step into that person because we're like, well, what about the friends we're going to leave behind you? And here's what I would say to that. Many of your friends are waiting for somebody to step out and be that example that give them the excuse to do the exact same thing. I've seen so many, uh, that are around myself and my wife finally, finally start their businesses, finally take on their life, finally. Uh, go after doing something and you know like you said at the beginning of the show they started accepting responsibility for success as well as their failures and beginning to do something different and and just so that everybody knows a failure is only what you step on to get to success so just keep that in mind. It, it, it's all good when it's when it's all said and done. You just got to keep pushing forward. You don't know where this journey is going to take you. Trust me you're going to plan it out but I promise you you won't, you won't end up in the place you think you're going going to end up, or at least you won't get there on the path you think you're going to go. It's most important just to get started. And and when I say started, I mean in the, in the time frame known as now o'clock. That's what I tend to use in the company as I tell everybody. We work in now o'clock. You know, you got a great idea? Great. When we're going to implement it? Now o'clock. And that's when they start moving because that's what we have to do. Uh, the world moves so quickly these days. You know, and you don't know if your idea is good anyway, so you might as well go throw it out there and test it and find out now, as opposed to spending two weeks, you know, wondering about it. So anyway, that's just how we roll. Up.
0: That's awesome. At this point, it is time for our resource of the week. And now here's your real deal resource of the week. Tell me this, Jay, how can our listeners find out about more about you, about what you're doing and, and how you help um, others to succeed?
1: Absolutely. Thank you for asking. Um, I'm in the process of completing my book. It's uh, cashflowcreationsystem.com. It's literally going through the entire process that I've gone through mentally, emotionally, uh, some techniques on how to build business. Now, and I call it cashflow creation system because it applies to any business that you want to create. Some of the same principles uh, apply across all businesses. And that this is yourself stuff that I've learned. Uh, so it's not your... I'm not the MBA, I'm a total college dropout, nothing but street knowledge on how to get stuff done and create results. And you know, we've done tens of millions of dollars worth of real estate business being built on what you'd be able to read inside the Cashflow Creation System book. And you know, so obviously, uh they can uh, obtain obtain the book there. Uh we have a podcast, it's just Cashflow Diary uh because I'm in I'm in there and you've got hours upon hours upon hours of information there so that people can begin to take on, you know, that that new life. They can begin to live by design and not by default. Uh and we can help them in, in various different ways. And that's one of the things that I discovered in this process. I discovered that I can help people with what I know because I, I've learned that I have a way of speaking that grabs people's attention. And actually moves them to action, and hopefully that'll happen for you listening to me right now. You'll go over to cashflowcreationsystem.com. You'll get the book. You'll buy, or it, I was going to say you. I was going to say you'll buy the you know the science of getting rich, but it's free. So you'll go get that too. Uh, you'll do what you know you need to do, so that you can take that next step and and begin you know your slide edge process. I
0: love it. I absolutely love it. You know what? Let me ask one final question because, um, and this isn't necessarily a business question, but uh, it is for business owners. So if you had only one solid piece of advice to provide to either help somebody's business or to more importantly, maybe help them live a better, more balanced life, what would that piece of advice be?
1: Fail. Fail fast. Fail often. Uh, fail more frequently than you've ever thought possible. Fail. Just keep failing. And you, it, because at the end of the day, what you see um, from most of the people that I know that are successful is the fact that they just they're willing to fail. They they Because they're, there are two things you cannot do simultaneously. You can't learn something and look good at the same time. <laughs> My son is, is three. He recently learned to walk straight. OK, so you, you understand what I'm saying here. He's, he's, he lo- he's a runner. He, when he, every time he walks, he always runs into something. He, he has a hard time walking, but he can run like nobody's business. And so he doesn't look good when he's walking. It's because he's learning. And that's why I say fail. I mean, I think so much time is spent in the side of our school system, side of corporate America, being told that you're not supposed to make mistakes and you're rewarded for the fewest mistakes when that's the exact wrong mindset to have if you are endeavoring to start a business you need to go out there and make a ton of mistakes and make them fast you know the whole rip the bandaid off fast as opposed to slow that that's exactly what i'm talking about you want to rip that bandaid off and fail and fail and fail and fail uh quickly as opposed to you know living in impending doom and wondering what if this happens and what if this happens go fail that is the most important thing that you can do in my opinion because through that failure, like I said, it's the stepping stones to success.
0: I love it. Fantastic. Jay, thank you so, so very much for joining us today. I know how crazy busy your schedule is, and uh, I really appreciate you sharing some time with us today.
1: Thank you for having me. I had nothing but fun. Awesome. Awesome. Me
0: too. Great tips, and, and it was a great opportunity for me to catch up with you. I can't wait for your book to come out. Um, I will be grabbing that ASAP because uh, I'm, I'm dying to read it. Well, that's all the time we've got today, folks. Thanks for tuning into The Real Deal with Jason Silverman. For more information about private coaching or to see if you'd benefit from one of my mastermind groups, please visit me over at www.jasonmsilverman.com. I look forward to helping you achieve the success that you truly deserve. Until next time, let me leave you with this. Get out there and be the real deal. Set a goal, make a plan, and work like hell towards making it real. That way you achieve the success that you truly deserve. Now's the time. Get out there and make it happen, folks. Go get them.
1: This has been Jason Silverman, and I hope you have a spectacular week. You've been listening to The Real Deal with Jason Silverman. To access the great resources mentioned in the show and for
0: information on coaching and mastermind group opportunities with Jason, please visit JasonMSilverman.com.